0: I'm going to begin to record. No, thanks, Harvey. Please, I don't want your toy. Good morning. Good morning. Glad that everyone is making it on fine this morning so far. We got 70 family units and folks jumping in. So great to have you this morning. So, again, so if you're coming on, no, thank you. Please, um, at this time, keep your computer muted. If you're not, and you can always see down. If you scroll down, you can see that it's muted with a little red mute button on there. At different times, we may allow people to unmute and share. No, thank you. And then um, you feel free to use the chat uh, line in there in order just to chat or to share messages with anybody who you want to share with. But let me pray. And then I'm going to hand this over to you, Adrielle, so you can lead us in in worship, right? So in the worship, you'll hear Adrielle and there'll be words. I invite you to sing aloud, right? If you know the songs, let them pour over you. Feel free to sing out. So Father, thank you for being present with us. Thank you for the living Jesus. Thank you for a chance to connect in community virtually and see faces of people we love, that we're connected to, to see your body, even on screens. We praise you for that. And so, Lord, living bread of life, come and
1: meet us. Fill our homes with your spirit and your presence. Amen. So at this time, Dave Kane, uh,
0: he's going to be doing our testimony time. And he'll be guiding us in that, and he'll be using the chat button. So, Dave, if you want to unmute yourself to share what we've seen, God's love and faithfulness and goodness.
2: Hello. I'm unmuted, I think. Good. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This is absolutely phenomenal uh, to see this week after week and leveraging technology uh, the way that we can. Uh, For me personally, as an extrovert, just seeing people It gives me a sense of uh, presence of being within a group of people uh, that is much needed for me to thrive. Um, My family is great, but seeing other people and having meetings on Zoom calls and FaceTime hangouts and stuff like that has really been uh, a blessing during this time. Um, So use the chat function. uh, Share, uh, you know, put your name up there, say hi, whatever, um, and then we'll call on you, and then. where has God been moving? Where have you seen him at work in your life? Um, and, in those around you, um, where do you just have a, a strong sense of maybe, maybe it's something that you don't know. And, and maybe this is just a swing that you share and, and we're able to affirm and say, yeah, I think God's trying to break in. I think he's trying to speak something to you or, or over you, um, in this time. So so I think Jackie uh, is first here, Ken.
3: Yes, um, I want to thank God for all the health personnel dealing with the coronavirus. As we can see, the coronavirus is a very difficult virus to contain. Yeah. Yep. And I thank God for for them. I also praise God that some patients are getting better but what I really
1: want to happen is for all the patients to get better. Yep. Good stuff, Jackie. Thank you. So we got uh, Allison.
3: Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm actually just getting off work, so I'm kinda tired, and I'm hopefully gonna try not to ramble too much. Um, but earlier this week, this has been one of the most professionally difficult few weeks of my life. Um, and I kind of had a moment where I had to sit in the dark with God and say, I just need to hear you. I just need help. And this last week has been one of the most spiritually close weeks that I've ever spent to him just for that, that prayer that I threw out there. Um, And how he's given me clarity in professional decisions and taking care of these people right now. Um, Times that he's given me words or phrases that I was able to look up in the Bible and read scripture that I needed to hear. Um, Peace and strength that I know is not my own. (laughs) Um, And especially I remember talking with someone this week when we were just kind of feeling very, beat down and having him tell me something that was really interesting and I don't think I'll ever forget it. He was talking about how he used to bike, um, do this long distance bike trail across Iowa that they do every year. And he said, you know, when you're you're doing something like that and you're at your most tired and you're at your most wits end, you can't look behind you because you'll see how short a distance you've traveled and you can't look in front of you because you'll see how much farther you have left to go. You can't look to the sides of you because you'll depend on people that aren't there. So the only thing that you can do is put your head down, watch the pedals move, watch the tire spin and know that you're doing the work. And when I put my head down and I tune everything else out, that's when I could hear God the most clearly. So every day when I peel out of bed for work, the prayer has been, God, just help me put my head down and do the work. And he has delivered in ways that I never thought possible.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Allison. Thank you for that encouragement. Both got hands up. Praise hands. All right. Yes, we've created new language.
1: Um, Angie.
4: Dave, can you hear me?
1: Yep.
4: Hi, everybody. Um, I I just want to say that. It's amazing to see how everybody is coming together right now and the connections that are still there because connections, especially for kids are just so important right now. And I, um, Dave, my kids in youth group, Dave is still running youth group for the kids and I have three in youth group and I, they they tend to each be in another room or outside or something and you know they're I can hear them. They laugh, they joke, they're having fun, they're still seeing their friends, they're still learning about God and and like that's amazing. And for Gemma who is seven, you know, she knows Thursday nights at seven o'clock that, you know, she's gonna get on and see Miss Jenny and um and it, it's just it it's so encouraging to see. Um this I know that for our school district, the information has just come out um, through teachers as far as how the rest of the school year will be handled, and there's still a lot of things to work out, but I just, um, I don't fault people that haven't reached out, but many teachers have reached out, and I'm just, I'm really thankful for them and, and for what's going on there, so that's it.
2: Great, great. Thank you, Angie. It has been uh, super fun um, for us as a family, I think, to see. Uh, we watched Togo, um, the 1925, serum, the sled dog kind of Disney show uh, that Balto got a lot of credit for being the hero. Uh, and to think about not, like, not having communication that happened very quickly uh, back then that we have access to now and, and how to stay in touch with people. Um, and I think that really hit, uh, at youth group on Wednesday is to have that happen. And then, um, also for about two hours afterwards, uh, a bunch of the group kind of stuck around and they played some games that you can you know, leverage technology and, and interact with people, um, for
1: multiple hours. Um, so for me, that was, that was also a blessing. Don't, I don't think I've seen any more names.
2: Turn back to you, Bo. I'll
5: take it. Nate? Uh, I'll, I'll point out um, a name in our little boxes here, uh, that Randy Ehrman is on the call. And uh, we've been praying for Randy and for Teresa on and off. Um, for the last six months, but intensely in the last couple of weeks here. So just wanted to give a little shout out there that, that they're on here today. So thank God for uh, the healing that he's bringing to your family. This is Palm Sunday. And so usually what we would have at this moment is a line of kids in a back hallway at Genesis and they would all have these little pieces of reed plants. And the band would be a little bit nervous because they didn't wanna play too loud over the kids singing. And the the grandparents and parents would be all excited, worried that the person's head in front of them was gonna be in front of their camera shot. And so everybody would have this nervous energy and we would be waiting for the celebration of the Palms. Well, as I was reading the text this week that that Palm Sunday comes from, something grabbed my attention. So it says this. It says, uh, and this is the message version. When they're nearing Jerusalem at Bethpage in Bethany on Mount Olives, he sent off two of the disciples with instructions. Go to the village across from you. As soon as you enter, you'll find a colt tethered there, one that has never yet been ridden. Untie it and bring it if anyone asks, what are you doing? Say the master needs him and will return him right away They went and found a colt tied to a to a door at the street corner and untied it Some of those standing there said, what are you doing untying the colt? The disciples replied exactly as Jesus had instructed them and the people let them alone They brought the colt to Jesus spread their coats on it and he mounted The people gave him a wonderful welcome some throwing their coats on the streets, others spreading out rushes or palms that they had cut from the fields. Running ahead and following after, they were calling out, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in God's name. Blessed is the king, kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in highest heaven. And so when we celebrate Palm Sunday, we usually grab palm branches and we wave them around. And we say, Hosanna, which means our God saves, or our our God is mighty. So those of you who are at home, do you have your palm branches? Bo's saying no. You guys didn't all get palm branches dropped off on your porches by little palm elves? No? Well, luckily, the scripture says this. Some threw their coats on the street. So who has coats at their house? By a raise of hands. No, only if you all of you have coats. I got a coat right here. So, here's what I want to do since we can't do palm branches, let's grab coats. So, kids, you're usually the ones that are waving the palm branches around. Go raid your closet, grab your coats, and Adriel is going to lead us in the song called Hosanna, which means our God is mighty to save. And I want us to worship together by standing on our coats. So, we're going to throw our coats on the ground. We're going to stand on them. We're going to stomp on them. Kids, don't whip them around because there's zippers on them. I don't want anyone getting hurt and anyone getting hit in the eye. Dave Kane, you don't do that either. (laughs) So grab your coats and let's worship together. So, Adrielle, would you lead us in Hosanna
1: as we worship together on Palm Sunday? Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Adrielle. And so
0: I'm going to welcome Jerry to unmute herself. And she just has some announcements for us.
1: Good morning, everyone. Sunday. Um, So welcome.
6: Uh, Again, it's just so cool that we get to do this. Um, We'll continue to meet here on Sundays at a regular time at 10 AM on Zoom, as long as we need to. and then uh, there are also opportunities for our families to connect uh, uh, here on Zoom. Tuesdays, uh, there are devotions for parents and volunteers. And on Thursdays, we have time for the kids to be able to connect with each other. And so, uh, parents, watch your inbox for those times. Um, Monday through Friday, we have morning devotions uh, on Zoom at 9 a.m. That's a. For me that's been a really special time to connect with everyone again. Um, and then on this Friday is Good Friday and we will have our service on Zoom again at 6 p.m. and uh, we'll, yep, we'll gather at 6 p.m. on Friday for our Good Friday service. Also, be sure to submit your prayer requests on the Genesis website or on the Facebook page. And I believe there's also a link through the newsletter email that we receive toward the, toward the end of the week. Um, and now we can take some time, uh, a couple minutes, to say hi to each other and connect with each other. You can use the chat function. You can either send messages to everyone or directly to some people that you see
1: yeah thank you thank you jerry
0: so yeah feel free to chat and melinda unger had this amazing idea for easter next sunday you can see it on there it's sort of the old school easter hat thing and so melinda that's an awesome idea right she says hey wear your hats on easter and we'll get to seeing them in the picture so if you have an awesome easter hat And, you know, and yeah, I think that was, uh, that is for men and women, right? So, hey, everyone, wear your crazy hats next Sunday on Easter as we celebrate, or your fun hats as we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. And too, you can use the chat um, button. This is being recorded and stuff, and we'll see, we get to see all the conversation that is public. Um, But if you want to, um, you can send a private message uh, to me if it's a private prayer request that we'll send to the elders. Um, and to our staff team be praying for, or any other prayer request you can include in the chat too, and we'll send that out. Um, as, as we did last week, we were praying for all the medical personnel. I mean, that was a powerful list, so feel free to use the chat for prayer stuff. I see uh, many of you already doing that, and you guys saw too that Dan and Sharon are going to be doing an Easter sunrise service at 6:45 a.m. in their backyard, so email Dan. You can see it in the chat there, Dan Buttry at gmail, if you want to be included in that 6:45 a.m. Easter service, or if you just want to do your own, but getting up early. So it's, that's, that's so awesome. We'll continue to be praying. So if you want to submit your prayer request, do so on that chat button for the people you love, um, the disease, the COVID virus is spreading and we have people in our own community who have it, um, that we, we have confirmed that from, um, Paul Bacher and Dave Taylor. We believe that Randy Herman, right. Um, a number of others who are suspected to that and then we're praying for tons of people through so parents and of that so we continue to pray and for all the medical personnel so put their names in there and let us be praying for them um as that's what we want to do but at this time we're also to so normally when we submit our prayer requests we also do our offering and so we're going to do that at this time as well what a what an interesting time to continue to trust god with our finances and some of your guys's finances has been cut out right so the income has been minimized Um, And so we understand that We, we understand that we give as a portion of what we have received. Right. And so with that, we trust God for all of our futures and for our good. So, but for many of you who have patterns of giving and you gave by check in the offering plate, that's not possible anymore, but we want to encourage you to do the giving through text. And so we have a text to give, or you can do online banking that can do so. And we love the faithfulness of this community. Actually, last month, where we had three services that we did virtually. We actually um, hit our goal for the month, if not by a little bit more, right? We hit our goal of giving, right? So I was praising God for his provision just to continue to let us know he's got us. He gives us his daily bread, and may you continue to trust God, too. So at this time, if you want to text in your gift, um, you can use your online banking. For those who are doing so, thank you. So let me give thanks as we do this. Uh, this moment of virtual giving. Uh, So Father, thank you for being a great provider. And thank you that you give us our daily bread. Thank you that in moments of fear and stress, you meet us. So Lord, with the gifts that we have of our breath, of our praises, of the food in our cabinets, of the relationships in our neighborhood, of the rides we can get, the groceries we can pick up, Um, the resources that we have to share, would you multiply them, God, that your name would be praised and that your good would come. Thank you for being a father who provides in every season. Thank you that you are our God. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Multiply, God, these gifts for your good. We pray in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And we sing the doxology, Mm -hmm. right? So we... We sing together and Carmel's excited about this. I love it. And
4: so, Hit it both.
0: would you sing with me as we just worship God for all his blessings. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy
1: Ghost. Amen. <clears throat> Amen.
0: Um, this morning, as I was kind of praying about leaving lots to share with you guys, I was, I was thinking about this, this, this idea of fear and feeling threatened, and that happening in, in this season. And I've shared this before, but um, as a young child, I can remember being afraid, right, and, and having fears, and a lot of times those happening in the night for me, right, from bad dreams and things, and about feeling the idea of threats. So as I was reflecting upon this, this is not something new, right? And most of us maybe have experienced this before, the idea of feeling fearful or, or threatened, and so it was something that I have experienced it, Right. And in that fear and those threats, I would do all sorts of stuff to combat that fear, right? Get myself into exhaustion, stay up really late, find ways to escape, um, sleep with a baseball bat or some form of protection or some club or a wooden stick, right? In order to not be afraid Um, or even go into my sister's room and just sleep with her, right? Um, But in the reality, when I was younger, the things that scared me were never really a threat, right? I was just kind of scared. Um, but I've, I've carried these, these fears with me and others at this time. And now for all of us, we, we seem to be in a real time of that could, that seems like threat, right? Um, I don't think there's a person alive right at this moment who doesn't feel threatened in some way, um, of what's happening right now with the coronavirus, right? Some threat either to their own physical health or the fear of the threat of, of their, somebody they love, of a spouse, right? A threat to their parents or grandparents of people they love or a threat to the, a financial threat, you know? Um, it's a threat to the healthy. It's a threat to the weak. It's a threat to our pe- friends who ha- own businesses and have employees who they can't pay and who have found themselves an, uh, unemployed at these times and, and wondering what's gonna happen to their businesses, right? It's a unique time where I don't know if there's a person alive who doesn't feel the threat. And so kind of my question is, is like, how do we live with such threats, right? How how do we live with such fear right now? And what's our response? So um, I've been moved to this text in Acts 4. And it's a time when the early church was threatened. And now they were threatened in a totally different way. They were threatened by the religious leaders um, because they were um, scared of this message of Jesus. And in Acts 4, we have this time when um, John and Peter were threatened by the religious leaders saying, hey, if you continue to proclaim Jesus, we're going to hurt you. And they kind of said, hey, we we still got to do this. But these leaders threatened them more and more and more and said, we're going to hurt you if you still proclaim Jesus. But so this is what they say in Acts 4 after they were threatened, right, after they knew that harm could come their way. So they said this on their release. Peter and John went back to their own people, to the church, and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. And when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Their response, after threatened, right, the church prayed. That was their response. And it was sort of in the midst of fear, they were wanting to leverage faith, that faith would would come over fear. And I tell you what, with the coronavirus, it's causing chaos, fear, misery, and death around the planet. And so, this is absolutely a time when pe- the people of God must be praying like never before. I don't know if you're like me; my prayers have been increasing, right? As I feel my own fear increasing, my own anxiety increasing over these last few weeks, and desperation to Jesus. As any time before, we need to be a people who are who are praying. Like never before. People are in need of comfort and peace that only Jesus can bring. Some friends, Hannah and Alex Absalon, shared some prayer stuff with me this week. And, and, and I'm, I, I'm loving their stuff. It's, it's encouraged me to pray. And they say that people need to, be, have to have comfort and peace that only Jesus can bring. The sick need supernatural healing. The fearful need to be encountered by experiences of the love of God. Those suffering financial loss and job insecurity need to know that Jesus is their provider and needs to know Jesus as their provider. So that's what we need. We're in need, and we need to pray like never before. Now, in Acts 4, the text goes on uh, to say this in, in verses 29 to 30. Here's what the early church prayed when they prayed. They said, now, Lord, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They prayed those two things. Those things were enable them to speak boldly, not out of duty, but out of love, the name of Jesus in a time where people were afraid of uncertainty. And let God stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through Jesus' name. Those are awesome prayers. So what, what could we be praying as a people of prayer who are trusting in God. So my friends Hannah and Alex said this, here's like seven categories, right? Or things that we could be praying for others. So one of them is just prayers of praise that God is in charge. He's in charge, right? He's in charge of us. He's got this. One other, we could be praying and we should be praying people as the people of prayer for the end of this disease. Amen? Pray for the end of it. We want to also pray for faith over fear, because that fear can grip us, right? That's trust, right? That we'd be able to trust that this would expose every false thing that we're putting our hope in, other than God, who is truly our rock and our anchor and who loves us. That we would pray for faith. We would confess the fear that's over faith. we say, God, help us, right? And, and do so. So faith over fear. We can pray for supernatural healing for everyone who is sick. And hurting and getting temperatures rising, and all these things just daily we're getting new names to that list. We can pray for economic vitality, right? For business owners and for for everyone. We can pray for those in healthcare and the government who are trying to move resources and their time and their aid, those who are working and serving us. And we can pray for the advance for the kingdom of God. So, these are some categories. If you're wanting, just kind of go through that list as we pray. So, practically, here's what I want to encourage us. Our prayers really make a difference. And so let's prioritize praying and watch and see Jesus answer in beautiful ways. And so as we prioritize praying, I want to encourage you three places to do this. So, the, so three contexts to be praying. So this first one, right? Your personal prayer. Allison, that was awesome. Thank you for sharing how you have felt so close to Jesus at this time, right? Um, and she's working in the health field, right, and in the medical field, and and um, she's right in the middle of it, right. So thank you for sharing that. And so this is a time for personal prayer, daily time to be with God in prayer. And so I, I'm using a thing, a, a thing called Daily Prayer app. Carmel shared it with me. Beth Lucas shared it with her. Nate's using a Northumbria Daily Prayer reading thing. And many of you, you guys, might already have some daily things where you can just go off alone. Begin your day, end your day. It's been huge for me to end my day in prayer when the sun goes down and I feel my anxiety increase, right? And personal prayer is huge. So I want to encourage you a personal time where you're crying out to God, right? A context for praying when you arise, when you're going to sleep, maybe even midday. The second one, I don't know if all of you are finding the same, but we're, we're finding more time around a table where we're eating meals together, you know, if that's breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And I want to encourage you to a daily household prayer time, right? A chance to share what you're hearing or a chance to share fears with your family around a table. Um, we've also facetimed at dinner time with a couple of other friends and family. So if you're finding yourself alone, <clears throat> FaceTime someone in into your dinner and have a chance to kind of just even pray together of the things that you're reading as you're reading about the news. So parents, you got your kids around the table. You can talk about what they're hearing and feeling and sensing from school closures or not being able to graduate in a normal way and as being seniors or juniors. And lift those prayers and have a time around the table. I know many of you have that daily household prayer, maybe even in the morning, around the breakfast. But I want to encourage you, if you're finding new patterns of being around the table, let's let's create a pattern of just praying for our homes, our families, and the things that they're thinking about, their friends who they're hearing about, and, and what's going on in the world. And the third context that I want to encourage you to do is the prayer walking. How many of you are going on more walks in your neighborhood that you have in your entire life? It feels like the olden days, right? Where the, my, our favorite thing is they get to walk, right? We get to walk through the neighborhood and do strolls because we can't go anywhere else safely. And, and our neighbors are out and many of us are learning their names and we, and we know them. And I want to encourage you to prayer walk. So as you're doing in your neighborhood, I want you to pray for your neighbors. If you know their names, pray for their houses in your neighborhood. So if you're doing that um, with someone in your family you're walking with, pray out loud like you're normally talking, right? If you're doing it alone, you may not want to pray out loud. So everyone who watches you will think you're kind of strange. But we want to pray. And so I want to encourage you to do that prayer walk and to be praying for your neighbors by by, by name. See, God has put you in that specific neighborhood at this time by design and not by chance. And I believe that he wants to partner with you to bring his kingdom on your streets where well, your neighbors are also filled with fear and anxiety and craziness at this time. And I want you to operate as his representative as you're praying for your neighbors. So if you want to do the prayer walk, here's what you do. As you go, ask God to reveal for what you should pray about. Ask him to give you scriptures. Maybe that you could pray as you were walking, listen to the spirit, Um, Pray against sickness and disease. Pray for health, physical, spiritual, emotional for your neighbors. Intercede for the economic health of your street, right? If you know of businesses that are nearby, you pray for them. If you know the names of people in their homes, pray for them by name. And if you know of issues in their household, pray for those. Pray for the protection for relationships in them. But I want to encourage you as you're walking this week, let's pray for them. Let's pray for our neighbors outwardly. So that's my encouragement as you prioritize those kind of three contexts to do so. Now, here's what happened in the early church after they prayed. This is in Acts 4.31. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. All believers were in one heart and mind, and no one claimed to have any of their possessions was their own, and they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerful at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. How awesome! When they prayed, the place that they were meeting was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I shared with you a few weeks ago. Um, that I don't know, it was like two, two and two and a half, three weeks ago that I had a panic attack, right? And in my panic attacks, I begin to shake, right? And I get nervous and I sweat and I lose my breath and, and I think I'm gonna black out. And when I get anxious at night, my body begins to shake. Now, I don't know if you guys experience that too when you're nervous um, and in this, that, that, and that's a different kind of shaking, right? That's a shaking from fear. But when they cried out, they were shook by the Holy Spirit. I'm praying for that kind of shaking for us. Not a shaking from fear, but a a shaking by the Holy Spirit that would meet us, right? The shaking, not a fear, but a faith and hope and love, and a kind of shaking that would bring unity and that would bring generosity, as you saw the effect of that in Acts 4 a shaking that would bring power for healing and for sharing boldly God's love with our neighbors and our friends about this living and active and loving Lord Jesus. I want to pray for a shaking. I'll tell you what, I'm being, I, I, there's a renewal, Allison, I believe you said it, right? There's a shaking that's happening for a vibrant relationship with Jesus, a renewal that is taking place possibly in our own lives.
1: And really, that's a shaking by the Holy Spirit. I want to pray for that to come. Our world is gripped by fear.
0: This is fueled by continual media reports and uh, so many are filled with deep gnawing anxiety even panic. And it is vital to pray for that to end and for us to be filled with God's spirit, to be shaken by God's love and boldness. If you're feeling fearful, and I have been, I pray that we would confess it to God, right? And we'd ask him to remove that fear and replace it with a reassurance of his love and his blessing. Ask Jesus to reveal himself that we, that that I, may you, may experience his love and his peace. And may we turn to God as the only true source of everything that we need. And may we and our families and our neighbors experience
1: new life in Jesus. So let me pray, right, in this threat, for us to be shaken by and filled with the Holy
0: Spirit. If it could happen to them as they met at the church, it can happen to us, and each of us can be filled in our own homes. So, Father, you know this active threat that is happening right now. This threat of financial health, this fear that we have, the people we love getting sick, the ones who are vulnerable and even healthy, the fear that we have for those who are working in the healthcare or delivering packages or working in restaurants or working at grocery stores, these true threats, this threat of lack of resources or lack of jobs or lack of provision, this threat where we are not in control. You hear this threat of this disease. We say, Lord, hear this threat and come with your Holy Spirit and fill your church, God. With faith, in your goodness and in your power, fill us with your enduring hope, because we would know that your love will meet us tomorrow. Fill us with your love, that we could be generous and share and unafraid and have a message of hope and of Jesus on our lips, with our neighbors. Fill us, God, with boldness, so if we had any hope to share with anyone we came in contact with, that we could share it in trueness. Come, Lord, and shake everything that is not built upon Jesus. Every false God and foundation where we find our rest and our hope and
1: our life. Mm -hmm. Come, Holy Spirit, and fill us so we can be bold and not afraid. That our kids could.
0: That our parents could and our grandparents could and our neighbors could. Bring your change in our neighborhoods that we could proclaim boldly Jesus. Out of love, and bring healing, Lord. Spread your hand of love and healing through us to our neighbors who are sick, and those who are on this call right now who are sick, Lord.
1: Heal them in the name of Jesus, we pray. Mm-hmm. Come Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, church, it's so good to be
0: with you. May you prioritize praying, right? And I want to encourage you in those, in, in that way, for those three different contexts, right? Daily prayer to step into if you're finding that happen regularly to cling to Jesus in your, um, like a family, a household prayer time. And then the prayer walks as you're walking. May God do His great work in this time. I sense He's doing it in me and around me. And I hear you guys talking about it too. Come. Come, Lord Jesus. Now Adriel is going to lead us um, in a song of praise,
1: a song of hope and faith. So Adriel, if you want to unmute yourself and we'll we'll sing with you. Um, Julie
5: Spicer, you had made a request. Um, To share. So go ahead and do that now. And then I'll um, close out our uh, formal time together, but we'll stay on for like 10 minutes and just have an open chat. But Julie, if you can unmute your mic, we'd love to
1: hear from you. Still muted. Hey, Dan, you're still muted. So if you want to hit unmute there. Um, yeah. there, you,
0: there you go. We can hear you. Uh,
7: so I'm a resident over at Beaumont Farms and Hills. Um, and just the, what we're going through as residents is we kind of feel used and <laughs> lack of a better term. And there's a lot of anxiety about those things. I know that all of us have suffered loss in so many ways, but something that I found gave me a lot of strength, I guess I, I feel the urge to pray um, deeply, but I, I see there's an incredible amount of beauty and God working already. And um, just, we have brains that God gave us and, and right with that prayer, there's so many things that we can do to gird ourselves. And I listen to this, uh, this podcast. Um, I've been listening to a lot, just to have to educate myself. It changes every day there were some intensivists; those are doctors that work in the ICU they're in ventilator people basically out of New York and I was listening to a conference call last night and this hearing there's probably about 20 30 of these intensivists uh, um, and they were encountering these cases and not there was not fear in their voice it was, how do we help these people? And the reason there's not fear in their voice is because they know that if they wash their hands, if they don't touch their face, we know that you won't get it. We know that. Um, if someone coughs in your face, that's a whole other bag of tricks. <laughs> but they really have to cough right in your face. You know? um, and so there's a lot of reassurance just in what we've already, we've been given so much of how we, how we understand, what we're able to understand about virus already what we're able to understand about the universe and there's ways that you can go out into your community and you come back into your house and you wash your hands and you say i don't need to be afraid of this because god has given us understanding of this there's going to be outliers things that are screwed up you know absolutely but just there's so many practical things that i've been given this week you know go out with the thing of purell and it just even the the ritual of every time you touch something just wash your hands it's going to it will start to give you peace and that peace is from god it is built into this place we live in and uh i actually want you to feel more empowered um there's so much of that threat pushing down on us and there's so many things whether it's just seeing all your faces that i rarely see because i usually work on Sundays it seems um where we we already can give thanks in, in so many ways and so um yeah, the, I really I appreciate it. I want you guys, if you guys need any,
5: Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Julie. Uh, we're going to close out our official time together, um, but we'll leave this chat open for probably 10 minutes or so if you want to bounce around and click on people and say hi and uh, have a little bit of um, community time together. But let me pray before we go. Um, so, Father, we uh, we lean into you for your uh, steadfastness, for your steadiness, for your unchanging uh, nature. Um, In a time where it seems that things change, um, if not daily, hour to
1: hour, we lean into the fact that you are the same today.